Anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. Hello, hello. What's going on, everybody? This is the Peddling Fiction Podcast, and I am your host, the purveyor of so-called fiction, Johnny the Gentile Profita. Hope everybody had a nice weekend. I just got done celebrating my 35th birthday. Oh boy, is it hell getting old. I've always hated celebrating my birthday for some reason. I don't like I don't really like being the center of attention, I guess. Like all good libertarians, I'm I'm fairly introverted. Don't like crowds, don't like people. Uh, but anyway, speaking of people I don't like, over the weekend there were a bunch of people gathering to protest and demand action on climate change. Climate change. And if you watched any of that footage of these knuckleheads dancing around, throwing confetti in the air, littering in the streets, you should have at least had a brief moment where you thought to yourself, maybe, you know, maybe I'm on the wrong side of this issue. If these idiots, if these people over there believe in this climate change stuff, maybe I need to re-examine my position. Maybe. And if that wasn't enough, if that wasn't enough to get you to question all of this hysteria that we've been bombarded with over the last couple of years, I mean, just absolutely bombard hysterical people the sky is falling the world's gonna end we only have 10 years if that wasn't enough hopefully the 16 year old girl lecturing us on how we've all ruined her life and stolen her future gave you pause or maybe not you know maybe maybe now maybe the plan is that we're going to take all of our policy prescriptions all of our life advice from teenagers from from children, <laughs> I mean, it, it wouldn't be that far off from taking uh, policy prescriptions from, say, the Bernie Sanders of the world, the Maxine Waters, the Ocasio Cortez, or even the Donald Trumps of the world. I mean, you know that the difference between that and a teenage girl, not that big of a difference. There'll be more on her in a little bit. But as I was saying, if if none of this craziness has made you, because I'm sure the vast majority of you, um, maybe not who listen to this show, but the vast majority of people you know believe in, in man-made climate change. I mean, the, the science is settled, right? So if none of that craziness has made you re-examine your stance on the climate change issue, then I don't know how much hope there is that I can make a difference with a single podcast. But you know, I love a good challenge. 
I'm a glutton for punishment in that way. So buckle up, everybody, because today I am going to take on the holiest of holies, one of the most sacred scriptures of the religion of the state, the existential threat, as we're being told, the existential threat of climate change. And I know, I know, it's heresy to talk about climate change unless you're a good little citizen and you fall in line with all the supposed consensus, right? If you question the fact that climate change is man-made and we only have somewhere between, I don't know, 10 to 12 years to save the planet, you're a denier, right? A very carefully crafted choice of words, don't you think? That gets you that harkens back to the, the days following the Holocaust. You're a Holocaust denier. Now you're a climate change denier. And I mean that choice of words right there, just by itself, speaks to the religious faith-based nature of climate change and climate science. Are you a believer or are you a denier? I mean, you don't want to be a denier, do you? You don't want to deny climate. You're you're not denying science, are you? I mean, look at all these people who believe in this. Look at all these scientists, these really smart people. 97% of them have come to a consensus. Now, before you start freaking out that I'm a denier of some sorts, let me preface my arguments with a few things, okay? Because I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. You know, John, you're just some jag-off podcaster. What the hell do you know about climate change? You're not a climate scientist. And you'd be right. You'd, you'd be exactly right. I'm not a scientist. But here's the thing. Neither are you. Neither are you. I will go way out on a limb and venture to guess that I don't have any climate scientists listening to my podcast. At least not yet. Okay? So I, I know the chances are that you don't know what the hell you're talking about when it comes to climate change. You haven't looked into any of this at all. You only know what you've been told by politicians or some articles that you found on the internet where you read the, the headline that talked about climate change. You're just parroting what you heard someone else say, like a complete and utter lemming. And God help us if you're taking your talking points from the Elizabeth Warrens and the Bernie Sanders of the world. I mean, Jesus Christ, these are some of the dumbest people that you could ever take your cues from. So unless you're one of these 10,000 or so scientists that they like to quote, get off your high horse, you know as much, if not less than I do, about all this climate science, okay? So I may not be a scientist, but I do know people, and I know the way this world works, and I know when people are trying to manipulate me, okay? So let's set aside the hysteria, Set it aside for just a little while, okay, just for this podcast, and really think about this issue. Think about it. Like, think it through what's going on here. Because as far as I'm concerned, the, the data is practically worthless at this point, okay, for a number of reasons that I'm going to get into later. But if there's one thing that drives me absolutely crazy, it's people who pretend to have really dug into an issue and ensconced themselves in all of these scholarly scientific articles and white papers and they've analyzed the data when in reality all you did was read some shit on the Huffington Post. And now you think that, that, that this is the science, right? This is settled science and you're denying science. Are you denying what I read on the Huffington Post? It's, it's very ironic that for the left, when it comes to science, 
they apparently only care about it when climate's involved, which is some of the shoddiest science to begin with, which we'll get into. But if you bring up scientific facts that are indisputable in any other area of life, like gender, for instance, they will deny that science until they're blue in the face or the science of abortion. You know, the, the fetus has a heartbeat, it has brain waves, it can feel pain. The science is telling us this, right? Oh, no, 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 no. That's just a clump of cells, right? Oh, oh, okay. All right. I'm the science denier over here. Okay, sure. Sure, whatever you say. I guess we'll just forget about the fact that this so-called settled science has been wrong about literally everything up until this point. And that's not an exaggeration. I'm not exaggerating. Every prediction that they have made, all of these doomsday predictions that date back the last 40 or 50 years or so, they've been completely wrong. Not wrong by a little bit, not off by a degree or two, completely and utterly wrong. In the 60s and 70s, it was global cooling. We were on the verge of an ice age. We'd reached peak oil, an ice age was coming. If we didn't act immediately and turn over more power and control of the government, we were all going to starve and freeze to death, right? Then when the planet started to actually get warmer in the 80s and 90s, oh, well, wait, did we say an ice age was coming? Global cooling. No, 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 we meant global warming. Global warming, the planet's getting warmer, okay? The ice caps are melting. The sea levels are going to rise. Miami, New York, they're going to be underwater by like 2012. Or the ozone layer. Remember the ozone layer? That was the existential threat when I was a kid. There was this hole in the ozone layer. It's getting bigger and bigger. Soon there will be no ozone layer at all. And there's nothing to protect us from the UV rays of the sun. It's going to burn us to death. We'll go blind. We're going to get cancer and die because you're using hairspray. Any, anybody hear anything about the ozone layer lately? Anything? The slightest peep? No? Nothing? Not, not a word over the last, like, 25 years? Huh. wonder what happened. Oh, well, you know, it turns out that they were completely wrong. They were completely wrong about the ozone layer. The ozone layer, th these holes that they were so worried about, it turns out that it was a seasonal thing based on weather temperatures, and it was seasonally expanding and contracting, and that if we did nothing to save the ozone layer, it would have actually grown by, like, 40% by 2013. Now it's supposed to be completely healed by 2050. Oops. No big deal, I guess. Oh, and then when the planet started to cool again after global warming was supposed to destroy us all like 10 years ago, uh, well, the story changed one more time. Now it's not global warming. It's not global cooling. It's climate change. You see, the climate changes, okay? Hang on. I'll, I'll give everybody a chance to write that one down. Climate changes. Got it. No shit. Okay, but you see, there's more. There's more. It's changing because of us, because of human beings, and if we don't stop what we're doing and give all this money and power to the government, the world will be uninhabitable for our children and our grandchildren. <laughs> you got to hand it to them. They're, they're never um, shy about overstating the issue just a little bit. I, it really is unbelievable how much, how much fear-mongering they can get away with 
The world's going to end. The sky is falling. We're all going to freeze to death. We're all going to burn to death. They could be, they could make these outrageous claims and, and it's all just accepted. It's all just fine. But if one person voices a little concern as to, you know, the extent of this climate change that's going to take place. Whoa, 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 whoa. They're a denier. You're a denier. Look at you. The, the hysteria, they just freak out at them. It's, it's pretty incredible to watch. You know, I, I can make the most outrageous claim ever. The world's going to explode tomorrow. Everybody will take me seriously. But if I say, hey, you know, I don't really trust that scientist. He's been wrong for the last 50 years on just about everything. That's the outrageous statement. That's the outrage right there. Okay. All right. So listen, okay. Anytime someone's story goes from cooling to warming to, well, it's just changing. We don't know exactly what's going to happen, but we know for a fact that what's causing this is people, is human activity. Anytime your story changes that much, the only thing you can know for sure is that who's ever telling you that doesn't know what the hell they're talking about. That's it. That's it. I may not be a scientist, but I don't need to be one to know that they're completely full of it. They're completely full of it. I mean, just think about it. Think about how you could possibly prove human activity is the cause of climate change or not the cause of it for that matter. How, how can you prove that? How can you prove that without people, the climate would be different? Or even better, how do you know that the climate we have right now is the ideal climate? That the average temperature right now is perfection. That this is the, the way the planet should be. I mean, it's impossible. It's literally impossible. There are way too many variables to account for. And honest scientists will admit this. That they actually have no idea. That they aren't capable of accurately predicting temperatures out into the future. It's basically impossible. And it's just so obvious. They, they can't even predict the weather accurately month to month, let alone decades into the future. I mean, come on. You, you have to make way too many assumptions. And that's all this climate science is. That's all these scientists do is they build these models based on assumptions that may or may not be insane assumptions that will most likely have bias built into them to generate the outcome they're looking for. And it could, it could happen on the side of climate change, man-made climate change, or on the opposite side of that. It doesn't matter. Yes, there are thousands of scientists, and if you pull them and ask them if there is climate change, all of them will say yes. You would have to be an idiot to deny that climate changes. Of course it's changing. Climate changes all the time. The question is, how much of the changes that we are seeing are extreme or out of the ordinary and how much of that is being caused by human activity and none of them have answers to that i don't care what they say they don't really know the answer because here's the thing how much data do they really have to work with how much accurate data a few hundred years maybe thousands i mean if you take the analysis of the the ice that they drilled from greenland from those um glaciers in Greenland, the oxygen isotopes from the Greenland glaciers, I think they go back to about 30,000 years, okay? So that gives us 30,000 years worth of temperature data, okay? By the way, if you look at those graphs, a graph of that data, you will see that for the last 10,000 years, the temperature has been oscillating back and forth in a range of about 2 to 4 degrees, 
planet's gotten a little cooler than it was 10,000 years ago, but that range, the range of the oscillation, is, is no different than it was when the pyramids were being built. Okay, so swings in temperature between a couple degrees here this way and then a couple degrees that way, that's been going on long before humans were ever manufacturing anything or driving around in cars, flying in airplanes. It's been happening. And the overall change in temperature is barely noticeable uh, from a, over a 10,000-year period. Like, there's almost no change. If you drew a straight line through the oscillating temperatures, it's almost exactly the same as it was 10,000 years ago. And then if you go back even farther, the graph just explodes. It explodes. There are crazy swings in temperature, 10, 15, 20 times what we've seen over the last 10,000 years. Back when, you know, human beings, if they were around, were, were doing nothing but playing with sticks, sticks and stones. Crazy swings in temperatures, 20 times what we're, we're seeing now, 20 times what we've seen over the last 10,000 years, and people were barely around. There were like a couple hundred of us throwing sticks at each other. That's why it's absurd to think that this science is settled, okay? We have no explanation for what was causing those changes. We are in the infancy of understanding the climate of this planet. And by the way, science that science that you guys never want anyone to deny unless we're talking about gender or abortion or something like that, it tells us that the planet is billions of years old. So you're taking, at best, 30,000 years worth of data, at worst, maybe a few hundred or a few thousand, and claiming that you can extrapolate from that with certainty that you know what causes the climate to change and that what we need to do is enact all these policies and all these laws and regulations and, and government solutions and change our way of life or our species will be extinct. Really, pardon me if I don't buy into that. Forgive me if I think maybe there's a little bit of hubris involved here and that driving cars, flying airplanes might not be the end of the world. It's, it's funny to me. When you listen to people argue over climate change, right, particularly the midwits and dimwits out there, where you have somebody getting hysterical about global warming, and then the other guy says, well, we just had the coldest winter on record, so there goes your whole global warming theory, right? And then the person comes back at them with, you can't judge climate change based on one season or one year's worth of temperatures and, and seasons. You have to look at the bigger picture. Well, look, it, it's just as ridiculous to think that you can prove climate change with 30,000 years worth of data from a potential sample size of four and a half billion years than it is to use one year or one season. I mean, one year is a lot closer to 30,000 than 30,000 is to four and a half billion. You know nothing, okay? All we know is that there are cycles. That's about it. And for all we know, we could be in a, a cycle that's 20,000 years long, a 20,000-year-long climate cycle, and people just haven't been around long enough to pick up on it. I mean, how do you know that that's not the case? Have human beings had an impact on climate? Sure. I mean, I'm inclined to believe that they have. I think it's pretty reasonable to assume that if you put 7 billion things on the planet and they all start doing all sorts of stuff, that would impact things. But to what extent is anybody's guess. But at least according to the Greenland glacier ice samples, 
it, it's been a minimal impact, been very minimal by by temperature standards. And and who knows the idea that tornadoes are more severe because of us and earthquakes are more severe because of us and we'll have more tsunamis because of us. You know, I, I don't know how you prove that either way. But what I do know is that climate-related deaths have gone way down over the last couple hundred years, like way, way, way down. If you look at a gra- go ahead and look at a graph of that. It's like a it's like a straight shot down. Because the more advanced we get, the more technology we get, the more the more our standard of living increases, the better position we are in to deal with climate changes, to deal with mother nature. It, she can get more violent. We're in a better position to combat that because of all the advances we've made in society, because of all these emissions that we've had. That is an undeniable fact. Undeniable. But this 97% consensus bullshit statistic that everybody likes to throw around, that the government is perpetuating, it, it's the same thing they do with all of their agenda issues, like saying that women make 77 cents on the dollar. They contrive it through devious means because they have an agenda that they're trying to push on you. I mean, you can make statistics say anything you want. as long as, like th- There's that old saying, you know, figures lie and liars figure. Look into what the that consensus actually comes from, and you'll see that it's from surveys where they ask scientists questions like, have human beings had an effect on climate? Well, yes. Obviously, 97% of scientists are going to answer yes to that question. And from that, that one simple question that doesn't talk about the the extent of that effect or whether or not it's a negative or a positive effect or anything like that, from that, they take that to mean that 97% of scientists agree that humans are causing climate change and that we are bringing about the end of the world. Sea levels will engulf the coasts. We're all going to die. And it's just like, well, that's, uh, that's kind of a bit of a leap, don't you think? To take that one question and determine from that that all scientists agree that all climate change is the result of certain human activities. By the way, it's not that it's not like science is actually determined by consensus either. Remember when all the scientists knew for a fact, it, you know, it was settled science that the earth was flat or that the earth was the center of the universe? There was a 97% consensus back then that the sun revolved around the earth. And anybody that denied that, Copernicus, Galileo, a few others whose names I don't really know, I'm sure, others risked being imprisoned, even put to death by the Roman Inquisition for being a heretic. Look how far we've come. Isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing? We think we're so progressive, we're so advanced, but the hubris the mentality that we all know everything and that those that deny the settled science, they need to be locked up or they need to be shut up by the government. It's all still the same. It's all still the same. We're still the same people. We haven't advanced at all. But anyway, even the scientists who do believe in man-made climate change, none of them. I haven't heard any serious scientist. Maybe somebody out there can point me in the direction of one that's predicting the sort of crap that you are hearing coming from these politicians. The level of fear-mongering is off the charts. Off the charts. In every debate, every time they take to social media. Just this past weekend, they had, I don't know, like a summit or something. And 
every single Democratic candidate running for president was out talking about how this is an existential threat. I don't even know what that means, but it sounds scary, doesn't it? It's an existential threat. Climate change is real. It's undeniable. It's going to make the planet uninhabitable for our children and our grandchildren. Like, really? Like three-year-olds today? The planet's not going to be inhabitable for them? You think you might be blowing this out of proportion just a bit? I mean, it's an influencing technique, okay? They're employing all sorts of them to manipulate you into giving them more power and more control. Appeal to authority, the ticking clock. You know, if we don't do something right now, we're all going to die. These are all techniques designed to influence you. And then isn't it convenient that the something that we all must do is give the government more money? That's what it always comes down to. More money, more control over our lives. Isn't that interesting? I mean, it's perfect. It's perfect for a government that wants to gain more control. Of course they believe in climate change. Of course, because if people are causing climate change and we want to control the climate, then we need to control the people. And well, that's what they wanted to do all along. Control the people. That's what government is designed to do. That's why all these authoritarian regimes preached some sort of climate change agenda. Go look into them. All these socialist countries the most oppressive ones ever, all had some sort of equivalent of the Green New Deal, okay? Because it gives them an excuse to literally control everything that you do, what you eat, how you travel, what you wear, where you could live, what you can grow, how you grow it, where you get your energy from. You have to go to the government for all of that. It all has to run through them, and that's what they want. Don't you find it just a little suspect? That Bernie Sanders is this staunch environmentalist and he believes so strongly in climate change that we all have to adopt all of his political positions and policies? Like somehow in order to save us from the climate change, we need to raise the minimum wage, we need Medicare for all, free college for everybody, affordable housing, you name it, state-owned banks, LGBTQ, whatever rights, Climate refugees need to be let into the country now, and on and on and on. It just keeps going. It's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's what you've wanted all along, you bastard. That's what you've wanted all along. You're just using this as a way of ramming your agenda down our throats. It's also why every politician, right or left, regardless of political affiliation, subscribes to Keynesian economics. It gives them exactly what they want. It's because that's the the Keynesian solution to everything is, well, we'll just have the government print more money and dole it out. (laughs) Or just have the government create more stimulus here, a little more stimulus there. Of course they're going to subscribe to that theory. Of course it allows them to promise free lunches in exchange for votes and power. Obviously. Obviously. Is it any wonder that there is not one politician that subscribes to the Austrian theory of the business cycle that, that, that says all of this stimulus is actually what's causing the boom and bust cycle and that the recession, the pain that everybody goes through when people are losing their jobs and real suffering is going on, that's the actual cure? You think that theory is going to catch on with a government that wants to, to promise everything to everybody? 
You, could you imagine a politician going up there and saying, hey, listen, we're going to go through some pain. It's going to suck for a little while, but it's really for the long-term strength and good of the overall economy? Of course that's why it doesn't catch on. Of course that's why they're Keynesians. The same thing holds true with climate change. Of course they want to believe that, that we can control the planet, that, that people can control climate, and government can control people in order to control the climate. And that's another problem. Because they want to believe this, and they need you to believe it, because they want to push their agenda, they fund all sorts of scientific research to prove it. You know, I know it may not seem like it from all the consensus talk out there, but for every study a climate change activist can point to, I can point to a study that says the exact opposite. There are thousands of scientists out there that refute this narrative of climate change. But everyone is quick to write them off for being you know, in the pocket of ExxonMobil or some big corporation or something like that. And Okay, fine. Fine, but you don't think that all these other scientists aren't in bed with the government? That they aren't completely dependent on government grants to fund their research and their way of life? Of course they are. Of course they are. The idea that we can trust these scientists is absolutely ridiculous. Do you think you are more or less likely to get grant money to go study your cause if you make sure to include some sort of climate change angle in your research? no matter how ridiculous. I mean, scientists talk about this all the time. You want to go spend a couple of years kayaking in the Caribbean studying sea turtles? Just tell the government that you're going to study the effects of climate change on sea turtle babies, and they'll pay for all of it. They'll pay for all of it. You don't think they've figured this out? They've got to eat, too. These scientists have mouths to feed. They know who's buttering their bread, and they know how to work the system. They know... The government wants them to prove that climate change exists, so that's what they build into their models. It's perfect. It validates their existence. It validates the existence of the government. You think if you get a grant to study climate change from the government and then you come back the next year and say, oh, you know, I didn't really find any link between um, the study and the climate change effects on it, you, you think you go back to the government the following year with that? and they're going to continue to fund your research? Of course not. They'll find a scientist who will produce the answers that they need to hear. If you make your topic about climate change, you get funding. You get to travel the world for free. You get to basically go on a vacation to the Caribbean and do whatever the hell you want on Uncle Sam's dime. I mean, the government is basically forcing every scientist in the country to perpetuate their ideology. And this is just yet another reason why government should be as far away from science as humanly possible. They have perverse incentives. If you think the government cares about you, you are wrong. If you think the government cares about the environment, you are wrong. They will fake it, they will feign sincerity, and act like they care about you, act like they care about the environment. Nothing could be further from the truth. I know for a fact that none of them believe any of this. You want to know how I know this? Because it's not all that they talk about all of the time. If they truly believed that we had 10 years to make the planet habitable for our children, why are we spending any time talking about the minimum wage? Why are we talking about gun control? I mean, we have this existential threat that the planet is going 
to hell in a handbasket. Our kids are not going to have breathable air and drinkable water. And we're talking about marginal tax rates. That's the main concern here. If you really thought the world was going to end, don't you think that would be the first topic in the debate? And not, say, two hours in after we cover Medicare for all and racism? I mean, Jesus Christ, of course they don't believe this. Of course they don't. You guys out there, the, the, the people who are actually going to suffer the consequences of all of these ridiculous climate change solutions are the only ones falling for this charade. You have to break this cycle. It's all about their power, their control, and scoring political points. I mean, look at this poor little 16-year-old girl that they're now exploiting. And I gotta say, I mean, I just went through all of the craziness that surrounds this issue. This, listening to a, I think she's 16, listening to a teenage girl taking, taking advice, life advice, planet advice from a 16-year-old girl, scientific advice from a 16-year-old girl is the most insane thing I have yet to see. It's almost as crazy as the entire Green New Deal. I mean, this is absurd. A teenage girl, this, this, is, a, this is the plan now. We're going to sit here and listen to some child lecture us. We need to make policy around what kids think now. I mean, what the hell does she know? She's 16. Five years ago, she was 11. Just shut up and go play outside while you still can. You only have 10 more years. You've only got 10 years left. What are you doing wasting it, lecturing a bunch of adults about how much they've screwed up the planet? You better get out there and enjoy it while you still can. Obviously, this is a hopeless, this is a futile exercise, right? I I think that's her point. Well, here, let's just listen to what Greta has to say, shall we? This is all wrong. I shouldn't be up here. I couldn't agree more. Sit down, shut up. On the other side of the ocean. Yet, you all come to us young people for hope. How dare you? Oh, okay, I gotta pause it right there. Right off the bat, she drives me fucking crazy. What is she, Meryl Streep? How dare you? How dare me? How dare you? Who do you think you are? Who the hell do you think you are? These kids today, we all look to you for hope? I sure as hell don't. I, I haven't lost my goddamn mind. I'm not looking to some 16-year-old kid for hope, for answers, for, for policy prescriptions on how to save the planet. I'm not utterly insane. I still have a few brain cells rattling around in my head. I'm not about to look to a little girl to tell me what to do. Are you insane? <laughs> okay, let's keep going. You have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words, and yet I'm one of the lucky ones. Okay, let's get something straight here. I haven't stolen anything from you. We haven't stolen your childhood. The people that have stolen your childhood from you are the ones filling your head with all this nonsense are the ones telling you constantly that you have no future, that you might as well just hang it up because the world's going to end in 10 years. They are the ones, the ones that are hammering this propaganda into your head, into your kids' heads, into all of the kids today. Those are the ones stealing your childhood. They are the ones you should be mad at. They are the ones you should be yelling at, not the ones whose side you should be taking. 
people are suffering, people are dying, entire ecosystems are collapsing. We are in the beginning of a mass extinction, and all you can talk about is money and fairy tales of eternal economic growth. How dare you? Oh my God, this kid is delusional. I actually feel bad for her. I feel bad for her that, that adults have pumped her full of all of this crap. We're on the verge of extinction. I mean, if you're the adult in the room, don't you think you bear some responsibility for how insane this kid is? How, how could you do this to your child? How could you let them live in this kind of fear? Just to score political points, it is despicable that a bunch of people with an agenda who all just want to control you, who want to take your freedom and your money, have brainwashed kids like this and they trot them out to try to tug at your heartstrings because they think they will score them some political points. You should be ashamed of yourselves. You should all be ashamed of yourselves. And there you are clapping, clapping like a bunch of seals in the crowd. Okay, let's play a little more. I don't know how many more Meryl Streep, how dare you, I can take, but let's go for the record, I guess. For more than 30 years, the science has been crystal clear. How dare you continue to look away and come here saying that you're doing enough when the politics and solutions needed are still nowhere in sight. You say you hear us and that you understand the urgency. But no matter how sad and angry I am, I do not want to believe that. Because if you really understood the situation and still kept on failing to act, then you would be evil and that I refuse to believe. No, don't, don't refuse to believe that. You're actually starting to get somewhere here. Why would they be telling you all this stuff and doing nothing if they really believed it? Hmm, maybe they don't believe it. Maybe they actually are evil. Of course they're evil. Look what they've done to you. Look what they've done to your psyche. You're clearly batshit crazy. Like, you've lost your mind. You, you've lost your mind if you are on the verge of tears talking about a non-issue. So why? Why refuse to believe that these politicians are evil? That these teachers, the ones filling your head with all this nonsense, are evil? Like you said, you have no evidence to the contrary. So why refuse to believe that? Other than the fact that they've been pumping you full of nonsense your entire life to believe that they're these angels to watch over you, that they're going to be the ones to save the planet. Don't refuse it. Embrace it. Embrace it. It's liberating. Children need to stop looking toward government for answers, for solutions to all these problems. There is no government solution to the climate change crisis, okay? And, the, and us, the adults in the room, we need to take responsibility too and stop looking to government to solve our problems. Stop looking to government for, for handouts for $1,000 a month to raise our wages, to pay for our houses. It's just as juvenile and misguided as anything this Greta Thunberg is saying. And the adults in the room, I don't know what's worse. I don't know what's, what, what's more ridiculous. Children believing that the government can solve something or adults believing that we should look to children for guidance. Why are we patronizing these kids? Why are we pretending to value their opinions? They know nothing. 
Like, clearly, this kid is crazy. She's gone off the deep end. But even a normal, average teenage girl or boy, 16-year-old kid, is there anybody dumber than a 16-year-old kid? My old man used to joke that your brain goes soft between the ages of like 12 and 21 or something like that. I mean, he wasn't completely wrong. Your your brain's not even fully developed until you're well into your 20s. I think for guys, I think females might be like 21 or something. I think their brain matures a little little before ours. But I mean, a 16-year-old girl, of course, she's all emotional. 16-year-old girls, everything's the end of the world. I have three sisters. I watch them all through their teenage years. Believe me, to a teenage girl, everything is the end of the world. Everything. They cry about everything. Why is this a big deal that this girl's just crying on stage? <laughs> I mean, of course it's the end of the world to her. She's been around for like a decade. I've got a pair of underwear that's older than she is. Reading a prepared statement giving us some bullshit statistics. For over 30 years, the, the science has been settled on this. Bitch, you don't even know what 30 years is. You have no frame of reference. You've barely been alive half of that. And you've only been conscious and remember maybe two-thirds of that. You don't remember anything before you were like four years old. Get the hell out of here. Get out of here with this 30 years the science has been settled. How many books have you read in your life at 16? You've only been reading for 10 years. And if you'd been around for the last 30 years, you would know that the science has flip-flopped more than your local politician. What the hell are we doing as a society? What is all this? What is all this? It's just ridiculous. What does a 16-year-old know about the world, let alone complicated climate science? You are a child. You're a child. You know absolutely nothing, okay? You know nothing. Go be a kid. Go play outside. Go have some fun. Get on the Snapchat and take some selfies or... Whatever the hell these 16-year-old kids are doing these days, I don't know. (laughs) And all these idiots in the audience clapping. Ugh. You know, when someone invokes children, when they all all revert to the old argument, well, think of the children. Think of the children. We have to protect the children. It's because they've got nothing. It's because they've lost the argument. They've got nothing else, so they have to draw on your heartstrings, your emotional connection to children to try to get you to go along with their agenda. Not going to happen. Not with this kid. Not with the fake Meryl Streep who drives everybody crazy with her pretentious, exasperated, how dare you? I don't think so. And look, I know I'm making light of this. I'm making fun of a 16-year-old kid. But just because I don't want the government managing the climate does not mean that I don't care about the planet. That's another thing that drives me absolutely crazy. Every time we, like we as libertarians, we don't want to give more money and more power to the government, that apparently automatically means that we don't care about whatever the issue is. You don't want to increase government spending on education? Oh, you're anti-education. You hate the children. You don't want to turn over your guns to the government. Well, you want kids to die, obviously. Oh, you don't want the government to manage climate change? You hate the planet. No. No, it's precisely the opposite. It's precisely because we care deeply about these issues that we don't want the government involved at all. We don't want the government anywhere near them. Why would we? They destroy everything that they touch. Every single thing the government gets its hands on It completely destroys. And oh, by the way, the government is the biggest polluter in the history of the world. 
Okay, Expanding their power and control will not change that. Look at the Soviet Union. They had complete and total government. Government as far as the eye could see. And there are still places over there today that are uninhabitable. Okay, They are the ones that made it uninhabitable for your children and your children's children and your children's children's children. Okay, Not because of capitalism, not because of the free markets, because of government. And if you haven't watched the Chernobyl HBO series, a little aside here, um, you should really do so. It was really good. But right off the bat, if you want to eliminate the largest polluters in the world, if you really want to make a difference, start with eliminating the U.S. government. And we can go from there. But to think that any of these plans will have a meaningful effect on on climate is lunacy. It's absolute lunacy. Just straight, crazy, tribal, religious doctrine. You know, all these ancient civilizations thought that they were responsible for the climate changing too. It would cut people's hearts out to make sure the sun would rise the next day. There isn't a whole lot of difference between this climate change hysteria right now and that. The level of narcissism and hubris and just arrogance to think that we are not only that detrimental to the planet, but that we can save the planet with some government legislation? Seriously? I mean, let's stipulate for the sake of argument that these climate alarmists are 100% correct with everything they're saying. Finally, you know, the, the, the third time's a charm for them, right? Does anyone truly believe that the government, the most corrupt, incompetent numbskulls walking the face of the earth, the ones in charge of the DMV, the ones running the post office, the ones that can't even seem to figure out how to fill potholes in a timely manner, the ones that lose millions of dollars selling marijuana somehow, that can't seem to balance a simple budget, that can't deliver clean water to Flint, Michigan? Should I go on? Does anyone really believe that they are the ones that are going to fix all of this? That are going to save the planet? I mean, don't they still have their hands full ridding the world of terrorism and ending hate? Stopping hate around the world and racism and making everything equal? Now on top of all that, they're going to save the planet, change the climate. Really? Nancy Pelosi, Bernie Sanders, Maxine Waters, the Joe Bidens of the world. These are the saviors. They're going to save the planet by what? By doing what? Writing some rules down on a piece of paper? We tried that with the Constitution. How's that working out? I mean, give me a break. You can't honestly believe that. I know that it gives people a sense of control you know, this feeling of security and stability to believe that we can control all of these things that are really totally out of our, our realm of control. We can't control the weather. Like, who do you think you are? Control the weather. I, I, know, I know it's a scary thought to grapple with, but we can't. We just can't do it. I mean, get over yourselves. Let's ratchet down the arrogance just a little bit here. Trying to control the climate is just another example of how unbelievably arrogant the human race is. It's probably the most outrageously arrogant claim of all time. I mean, how the fuck are you going to save the planet? I walk around. I watch people. I see you guys. Most of you idiots can't even figure out how to cross the goddamn street. And you're going to save the planet? Get the hell out of here. 
get the hell out of here. The planet has been going strong for four and a half billion years, okay? It's survived a lot worse than human beings and some like increased CO2 emissions. It's like George Carlin said in that great stand-up bit on, on climate change. You know, the planet's going to be just fine. It's not going anywhere. We are, okay? We are people. You, not you and me. Not our grandchildren. They'll all be fine too. But eventually, yes, human beings will be wiped off the face of the earth, just like every other species that have come and gone before them. And the earth will keep going on for billions of years, erupting volcanoes, creating tornadoes, hurricanes, earthquakes, fires, tsunamis, you name it. They were happening before us, and they will happen long after we are gone. And there isn't a government on the face of the earth that can stop it. Guys, if you like the show today, do me a favor. Go on to iTunes, give us a five-star rating and review. Share the show with your friends, and follow me on Twitter, at Pedal Fiction. If you would like to become a supporting listener of the show, you can go to the website, pedalingfictionpodcast.com. Click on the link to support the show. Every dollar that you donate goes right back in to delivering content for you fine people and increasing our reach so that I can knock some sense into the billions of people out there who have everything backwards. And if you can do all that, I promise that I will keep coming back to do my part to spread the message of liberty. Until then, just remember to keep on peddling that so-called fiction. Peace.